This week, my guest is based in Sydney, New South Wales, and I met Deb about uh, a year ago now when she joined a program I ran for Bootcraft called The Fellowship, which was a, a sort of intensive six-month program where they got teamed up with mastermind groups, and it was at a pretty a big time in Deb's life because she had recently become a single mum and this business that she'd previously run as, you know, like a side income, extra income for the household. She now was at this point where she was having to make a decision. Do I, do I shut down the business and, you know, go back to corporate world and get a job or do I make a real go of this and turn this business into a full-time income? And I have to report she did the latter and yeah, that's one of the things we talk about today. We also talk about outdoor training, why we like outdoor training, some of the benefits. And we also talk about challenges. One of the ways Deb has grown her business is through six-week challenges. And recently she's branched into running these for corporations as well. So lots to talk about. I can't believe we get through so much in such a short period of time. I think you guys will really enjoy this one. And I think we also might need to have Deb back again to go into some of the stuff a bit deeper. That's all from me. Let's dive into the show. Today's guest is Deb Poulton, who runs the outdoor group fitness business Point You Fit in Sydney, New South Wales. She's also a mum of two and a lifelong lover of sports, having played rugby, hockey, and soccer. Deb is passionate about finding ways to share her enthusiasm for fitness with her clients. And she's a bit of an experimenter as well with her business, which we'll talk about today. Welcome, Deb. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm excited to have you. <laughs> uh, this is so good to reconnect because it's been, you know, it was earlier in the year we were catching up for regular calls. Uh, mm. And then through the grapevine of Teresa was telling me about what you've been up to. And so um, I'm really happy to have you on the show so you can share some of that with other trainers yeah i'm excited to share <laughs> all right so the first question i've been asking people when they come on the show because we're all group fitness trainers we've all yeah. spent a lot of time in the industry the first question is do you remember the first group fitness class you attended as a participant oh yes i do actually <laughs> yes yeah. what was um, it like it was um it was an outdoor class and I remember it being very painful and I'm not being able to sit on the toilet for a couple of days afterwards. Um, but yeah, it was on the beach at Balmoral in Sydney and um, it was quite a large group and we did lots of things like sprinting through the sand and getting really dirty, which I absolutely hated actually. So ever since then, I've always been, no, I will not do a boot camp on the beach in sand. <laughs> Just gets everywhere. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, it was great. I liked being outdoors exercising in a group. Um, so yeah, that was fun, but I do remember I was only going once a week and the sore muscles after it were quite horrible because mm. that was pretty much all I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a good learn to speak to clients about in relation to when they come along and moan that they're getting sore, um, from visiting once a week. That they've got yeah. to do more. <laughs> actually, yeah, they actually need to come more frequently, which yep. is uh, a bit counterintuitive. I, yep. I used to do the same. I, I didn't let people train once a week unless 
I knew, yeah, they were playing sport or something like that and they were doing, you know, the boot camp. Mm. Because, yeah, I was like, you'll just be sore every week. And, like, they, w- you won't be having a good experience then because no. it would just be this, like, one hour of suck <laughs> in your week every yeah. week. Yeah, and then two days of, you know, popping the Nurofen afterwards, which... <laughs> is agony so um yeah you've got to have a decent if you're just going to come once a week you've got to have a really good baseline fitness um and really you know accumulate your fitness that's really important yeah but yeah it was good i I liked being outdoors yeah yeah sounds like it was a kind of traditional boot camp experience in the (laughs) yeah people think of maybe when they think of boot camp yeah, it was. And actually, the the person that ran it um, was a bit salesy. And it's kind of stuck with me because he, because I was doing just once a week, he did used to call me up quite often and pretty much try and badger me into going more than once a week. And at the uh-huh. time, I just simply didn't have the money. Um, yeah. And it was, re- I remember thinking, I'd just come over from the UK. I'm thinking, this is really expensive. I was mm. paying like five pounds for an outdoor session, you know, it's sort of like, 10 Australian dollars and this was like 40 bucks I was like I can't be you know spending more than that to train I'm not working at the moment I've got young kids um so and yeah and that sort of put me off a bit and in the end I just stopped because he was badgering me all the time to come more and you know I was getting sore and it just it just wasn't happening so that's why I ended up stopping but it has stuck with me about how I interact with my clients um, especially the ones that you are trying to maybe persuade to come more often or mm. persuade them to come back if they've dropped off, just how you approach them. I think my style is probably a bit softer. Um, then I just think it's so important to not come across as salesy and um, that you're just wanting them to return because you want the money. It's actually you want them to return because you love seeing them. You want to get yeah. results from th- for them. You love them engaging in your class. You miss them um, rather than, do you know what? I just miss that, you know, $20 that you're giving me every week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that was a, that sort of stuck with me. It was quite a good little lesson, that one for me. Yeah, that makes me very happy to hear another trainer say that, talk about that. Yeah as being what they look for in their in their clients it's like as a person Mm. not yeah i mean they are an income source as well but yeah and and i mean well that's working for you right like hey how are your classes going they're they're full yeah they're going really well and i think when i very first became a trainer i had a personal trainer myself and he said to me just wait you will attract your people and mm. that has, it's so true, you just do. And the clients that come along um, who are maybe, you just feel like I didn't connect with them or I didn't click or I just wasn't getting the right energy from them, they're the ones who, who don't stick around. Um, and the way I see it, you know, don't take it personally, just um, they're not your people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but yeah. Um, business is going really well um, lockdown was actually amazing for me as a business <laughs> um, I probably doubled my income over lockdown um, wow. which was really really good um, one of the With... only reasons people allowed out was to exercise ah, okay 
So what I did was I basically uh, said to all my clients, I'm going to be at the park on these times. If you want to come then and do a PT, um, I reduced my rate ever so slightly um, and did a special offer. If they did two sessions, um, you know, there was a different price and lots of people took me up on it. Some not straight away, but some just, they came through as the weeks went on. So um, I was pretty much working flat out morning, daytime, evenings. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and it was it was awesome. It was really good, but tiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember that when we um, when we first met, which was about a year ago. You were you had I think you know Sydney had just gone through a lockdown as well, and so you were doing sort of this hybrid Zoom classes and yeah. some face to face stuff. Uh, but that was a bit of a tough time for you and a, and a bit of a crucible moment for the business because you had just become a single mum, right? Yeah, that's right. So it was make or break time for me and my business um, to turn it from um, a hobby business, something that I was completely passionate about. But for me, it didn't have to be our main source of income as a family. It was extra money for us mm-hmm. um, to suddenly becoming okay, how am I going to support my children as a single parent running a personal training business? Um, mm. I really need to turn things around and quickly. So, um, yeah, I had to rethink everything, turn everything on the head um, and really go at it. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's hard work. It's very much a full-time and more job um but it's worth it and it's something i love and um if anything i'm glad it happened because it definitely gave me that fire Um, and when i'm working with people now as well i people businesses that i'm now collaborating with i look for that fire within other people it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to come from something like a single mum but I look now to collaborate with people who are equally as focused and um, career hungry as me because I have collaborated with people in the past that maybe were in my position of being quite a relaxed um, this you know take it or leave it and they don't have the drive that yeah. others have so I'm quick to pick up on that now and see who will be good to work with as well yeah cool so when you needed to ramp things up from mm. which I think a lot of us can identify with like having you know I mean a f- group fitness business is awesome as like a side business because mm. you can work around hours and as a parent as well around kids schedules yeah so like was there anything you tried initially with trying to grow the business because I think lots of trainers would like to grow the business that didn't work yeah. Was there any like paths you went down that were like, oh no, that's that's a, <laughs> this is a bad idea, that's, or uh, yeah. yeah, um, not so much. Um, no, actually, I kind of everything I did, I kind of had to pinch myself that it went so well. Um, there was nothing. I the only thing I probably would change was I was doing a lot of running around. 
um, and I would probably streamline things. So I was running from location to location. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and then I just started to work a bit smarter, pick a better location, and as always, you know, selling point is I'm a mobile PT. I'll come to you, or I'll come to yeah. the house, or I'll come to the park near you. But unfortunately, that doesn't always work when you get really busy. Um, mm. And I would, you know, I'm not going to travel for 20 minutes for a half an hour PT there and back. So um, it was learning to say no to some things um, yep. that weren't going to suit me and making sure that they they fit into my diary and that I can actually service them properly um, and give it yeah, my 100%. Cool. So um, I guess, yeah, some things didn't work in the sense of maybe trying to take on some clients i think when i was doing the fellowship i think you even said to me you know you've got to be a bit smarter with your time yeah um because i was just saying yes to everything yeah. and I just running that. around um so yeah maybe that's that's something is just um working smarter so did you end up then i guess because you still wanted to be mobile so would you more be like I, on this day i'm going to be at this park for the clients who are near there or what did you end up doing? Um, I've ended up, yeah, I've ended up try, just persuading people to come to me basically. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for some it was like, look, I can't do this session anymore unfortunately unless you can come to this park for our session. They're like, oh, actually, yeah, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, actually the park I picked is um, pretty local to me and especially during lockdown, it became, it was like a massive outdoor gym because every other trainer was there. And yeah. it had such a good energy because everyone was there to train. No one felt self-conscious. Everyone was throwing weights around and exercising. Yeah. And it was like a big fitness playground. Um, <laughs> and everyone was really friendly with each other and we're all vibing and having a laugh. So they some for some clients, I used to go to their house they started coming to the park and they're like, actually, the park is great. I can do like a bit of a run or um, we can use those stairs and do some stair runs and mm -hmm. we can mix it up a bit more being, and people don't realize uh, the benefits of being outside as well. Um, so I had mm -hmm. one client that I was training within their house and they just felt so much better having trained outdoors. So that just that connection with nature, I think is really important. Um, people don't realize how good that is because especially if you're sat indoors all the time either in an office or at home and then you go indoors to a gym you're really missing out on that connection with the sky with trees with grass it sounds so wishy-washy but yeah. um i believe you could you draw a lot of energy um from from then from nature so yeah yeah they, they just found that connection which was lovely yeah, I remember that with, with my boot camp. So it's like, yeah, let's run this all, all year round. And I also remember when any time fitness opened up nearby, you know, they always put the treadmills and stuff in like the front window mm. and like driving past and just seeing like people running on the treadmill, <laughs> looking yeah. out at the road. And it's like, you could be like, if you ran five minutes from there, there's like a massive like, you know, wildlife park reserve <laughs> that you could yeah. be like doing laps around you know, on a beautiful yeah. sunny day. Yeah, I yeah, didn't it's, understand that. It's, it's definitely worth promoting that as a trainer um, yes. if you're outdoors yeah. um, is how it makes you feel to be to be outside. Look, when it's pouring with rain, 
it's an yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not a sweet then um but in general it's really uplifting yeah and um, yeah. and people will always walk out of it feeling better yeah and like, even getting out in the rain like yeah i think you've got this on your website actually which i love which is like you'll never regret a workout you know after yeah. after the workout you you won't be like oh, i wish i hadn't done that and i think same yeah. even with a workout in the rain after you've done it you're like feel pretty badass you've done you know you just yeah work out in the rain yeah. and you feel invigorated because of the wind and everything yeah 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 although i have to say i often cancel if it's really pouring down because yeah. i don't like standing in the rain <laughs> that's the thing as the trainer you don't so. feel invigorated you just feel wet and miserable <laughs> but no, the clients had a good so, time <laughs> so i just yeah for me i feel like i'm not going to be able to deliver my normal standard session if i'm stood there okay. getting drenched because i will be hating it um so i and there is some cover that i try and use but if it's really coming in sideways yeah then i pull the pin and cancel and, yeah. but that doesn't happen very often thankfully yeah that's good yeah i guess up in sydney as well decent climate so yeah yeah the, the weather's definitely a tricky one and at least we don't get snow here in australia i know that's so lucky i don't know how i would cope as an outdoor trainer in the uk to be quite honest mm. because um yeah some days when it is cold and windy and you're out there for a long time i, I do think of my counterparts in the uk and wonder <laughs> how they how they put up with it or whether i've just become really soft now that i've lived in australia for so long <laughs> yeah probably that matter yeah <laughs> but yeah it's great it's great being outdoors um and people have asked me if i want in the future would look to get a studio um and i think in theory i love the idea of a studio um but i would want in my ideal scenario there'd be an indoor and an outdoor mm -hmm. to always have that outdoor yeah. option yeah yeah i always thought that'd be really cool as well to be able to kind of open mm. up one side or something and then still have outdoor you could have some like semi-permanent sort of stuff set up outside as well yeah have uh, a bit more variety that would be very cool yeah it would it would but space is a premium around here so yeah yeah we'll yeah <laughs> okay now talk to me about challenges because that's something you've been running for a long time yes and you, you yeah. often team up with other someone else as well correct yes i do so i first started i did my first challenge a couple of years ago and i did it completely free of charge um and it was just i almost felt bad charging for it but then afterwards i realized how much work it was i was like okay you have to charge money for that because that was a ton of work um yeah. So I started off just doing them by myself. I would challenge clients um, they would do six weeks and it was, um, you know, to eat healthy within, I'd give them advice on healthy eating within the guidelines. I'm not trained in nutrition. So I would just give them, you know, guidelines on how to eat healthy and yep. make sure they drink enough water, challenge them to sleep well and get a certain number of steps and then each week we'd do a fitness challenge so it could be right you've got to go for and run up and down a steep hill for 20 minutes or run a set of stairs um, and then it kind of grew from there so it was really basic at first and then i've done team challenges where i've teamed people up 
in random duos. I've made them, you know, do sessions where they've got to be in fancy dress and <laughs> they've got to produce a video about why they love fitness and I'm giving them points and there's a leaderboard and they get points every step they do. Um, yep. So that was loads of fun. We had a we had a sports day as well as part of that, and we all we got together and played sports as a team. Um, so yeah, that was lots lots of fun. So I've tried lots of things. I feel like I've um, streamlined it now. I've done enough of them, and I collaborate now with a dietitian. So mm. now my challenge is um, a lot more focused on food as well as the exercise. I found someone to collaborate with who um, who thinks the same way as I do around food. So it's not about measuring out all your food. It's about handfuls and eating from all the major food groups, not cutting carbs or anything crazy. It's just sensible eating. Yeah. Um, and encouragement on sensible eating and portion size and getting enough protein and um, doing that. So, yeah, I team up with uh, a dietitian and, again, tried different things, one-on-ones, offering PTs as part of the challenge, um, offering group sessions. Um, yeah, so I've done, done everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's actually been really really good for my business i'm now at a point where i can't offer pts as part of the challenge because i'm so booked up i can't physically do them yeah so i've had to move my challenge online so it's a virtual challenge um but for me offering pts as part of the six-week challenge worked really well because some clients have never done a pt with me before Uh and they actually just picked one up and then just kept it going beyond the challenge um, so I do think for new trainers starting out, challenges are awesome way to engage with your clients. You can make it fun, and, you know. It can really make it fun. We had photo competitions, um, plank in random places, and um, you just be really creative with it to engage with your clients. And as part of the, the money that they paid for the challenge, I gave them. I think I gave. Them three PTs at first, three half an hour PT sessions yep. over the course of the six weeks. And I picked up a lot of clients that way. Um, so that was really good. Um, and now it's just um, monitoring, when I run a challenge, it's monitoring their steps. Um, I do a Zoom once a week with them, yep. with the dietitian as well. And we talk through how their fitness is going and their food. Cool. Um, just it's that level of accountability that clients just love so yeah. and it's that the connection with you that's important too it's not like they're signing up for a celebrity's challenge who they're never going to speak to mm. celebrity will never know their name mm-hmm. um they actually get access to me 24 7 if they've got a question i've got one client whose fitness goal is to be able to do that challenge where you climb under the table you go over the table and then you climb under the table. Oh, okay. It's like something <laughs> so, that's come up during lockdown. So it must be a TikTok thing, I'm sure, but she's determined yeah. to do it. So I've been giving her tips, sending her to hang from a chin-up bar and work on her grip strength yeah. and giving her some upper back exercises. <laughs> um, so I can actually really work with people on, on what their goal is. Yeah, um, cool. And, and help them out with that if that's something that they're looking to do. 
Um, so yeah, challenges have been have been a lot of fun. They've been um, very successful, and it's been really great in growing my business. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, because I was going to, because I remember with the PTs when that was kind of hitting your limit, you were like, oh, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And it's funny, like, I would be like, then maybe go to another trainer and say, oh, no, don't do the PTs because mm. you'll end up too busy. But it's so great to hear you say that, like, it really does depend where your business is at. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Like, in those early days, actually a great way to get new PT clients because yeah. they're experiencing that personal um attention and i also love hey yeah you mentioned that like better to do your challenge than um then yeah like yeah some instagram persons yeah challenge where yeah there is thousands of people uh yeah. so how many people do you um take in the challenge do you have a cap um pr- probably no more than 20 um, okay. because any more than that is really hard to to service so I do make it a bit exclusive as well but you can make it as exclusive as you want so yeah. if you are first starting out you can and you're you're not sure if you make it too big that you're going to be able to do a good enough job so you can you know limit it to five people or six people yeah. Yeah. and there's that um that thing of oh I want to get a, one of these limited spaces yeah. um, I must sign up for that um so i think the yeah the biggest i did was around 20 and i was doing pts on those and it was hard graft <laughs> going through those and the the challenge i'm running at the moment i think we've only got about 12 people in it and that's that's a really good number to make sure that you're really able to interact with everyone um on the challenge so it doesn't have to be hundreds of people to yeah. to be successful um, I've also branched out into corporate challenges. Yes, I was um, going to ask you about that. Yeah, so tell me about that. Yeah, so my experience with my clients has been so vital um, and really important because I've learned so much from that that I'm now able to transfer that into the corporate environment. And I've, I've teamed up with not a dietitian because my thoughts were on working on that kind of scale, drilling into that too many people's food I just mm. didn't feel that I could do, it would be that great um, mm. I'd be able to do a good job so I teamed up with a health coach and what she is really good at is um, looking at the holistic health so your you know mental height hi- mental fitness um, she will look at mindset mindfulness getting people um, to go through what she calls the core four. So she talks about people's physical health, their relationships, their financial health. Um, so she'll go through all of that with people. And then I'm there to you know, talk about living healthier and doing fitness as well. So uh, we recently did a challenge. We had 51 people. So that's, that was my biggest challenge wow. I've ever done. Um, and yeah, that was really awesome. And I did, with that i did live workouts with with the company so that was by zoom yeah um so i did a lunchtime workout and did an evening workout um and that's recorded and then they can access it whenever they like um and then she was doing a, a meditation session and um yoga and relaxation as well as one-on-ones with them talking through where they're at with their career and okay um 
you know, their work-life balance and all that. So, yeah, that was so much fun and definitely where I see my business heading going forward. So, do you, so that's something that the, the business paid for then for its employees is that how that works yeah yeah okay yeah they did they paid for it for everyone but it could it could be done where um maybe the business pays some and then they ask their employees to pay towards it um i think that's the good thing about being a small business is that you can just roll with whatever the company wants to do um we can be really nimble so um we'll just take what we can get and just run with it yeah i think the lockdowns you know or this is happening all around the world companies are realizing how important the mental health of their employees is yeah so right. it's a yeah great time for trainers to to get involved like companies are putting aside these budgets for absolutely they're, they're looking for things to spend money on <laughs> like they in are. this category Yeah, yeah, and I think the great thing about it as well is that currently um, managers are having to really work so hard for their employees to come up with ways to to help their employees' mental health. So they're having to Mm. come up with creative challenges, mindful challenges, and that just takes the pressure off them. For six weeks, Mm -hmm. they hand that pressure to me, right? You look after the well-being of my staff for six weeks, please, and give me a break. It shows their employees that that they're actually they're cared for, that they're allowed yeah. to have a work life balance. Um, and I know that the company that we worked with, their employees were so grateful that their business had put this on for them, mm-hmm. um, and that engagement and connection within their business, because um, we ran surveys, etc., was was really high. And from everything I've been reading about, they're talking about 2022 being the great resignation that people are Mm. going to come out of lockdown, head back to the office and they're going to reevaluate where they're at with their Mm. work and their work-life balance. And um, yeah, they're expecting a lot of resignations next year. So now's the perfect time as an employer to really look after the well-being of your staff and show them that their well-being is being considered. Yeah, I mean, one of the Wiggles has done it, so <laughs> I don't know if you caught yeah. up on that. Uh, uh, you would know about the Wiggles Emma. being a dad. I do try and one. limit the Wiggles' <laughs> influence on our household, but uh, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, a friend of mine sent me that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I love that you that you're experimenting and and that it's worked for you. And um, I think if people, uh, just because they're running out of time, people are interested trainers listening to so interested in more maybe we could have you back deb to talk more about challenges and break down how you yeah, do for it sure i can uh, talk about that to the cows come home <laughs> perfect <laughs> <laughs> all right are you ready for the rapid fire questions i am cool so uh first up in a nutshell what are the top three things you do each week in your business that you found helps your business grow um, I think um, I think when I answered this to you, I didn't put it in the right order. Um, okay. So uh, I think the, the number one thing is important to do is to is planning. Um, I think careful planning of your sessions is vital. I do obviously observe a lot of, of other trainers out there and how they're running their groups, and you can tell the ones who have just turned up 
slung some equipment <laughs> out and they're just thinking on their feet and look that may work well for them but that does not work well for me i like to plan my session out to every last minute um, mm. and i will consider exactly who's booked in for that class right okay that's no one likes running in this class so i'm not going to make them do a lap oh um, actually there's loads of runners in that class they'd love a couple of laps of the oval um yeah. you've got to consider everything you've got to consider the weather you've got to consider the fitness levels um and really plan the session down to the last detail so i think that's really important to do um also obviously posting on social media um, it can feel like a total burden as a trainer i know it definitely has done for me and i think what has allowed me to have more successional sessions and not i've got loads of following followers or anything like that but people have said to me that they did join me because of what i had posted on my instagram and it's because it just seems like me it's like it's authentic to me um i, I kind of try to let my personality come out my values um, who I am, share bits of information about me, share some tips on exercise, give some hints of what it's like to come to boot camp with me or to train with me. Um, and someone said recently, oh, I, I joined because I thought you seemed like you were nice on Instagram. <laughs> so that's great. Like, I'm, yeah. glad you, I'm glad that came across. Um, so really letting you just don't overthink it. doesn't have to be perfect. Um, mm. Just get something out there that is reflective of you and your values. Um, and I guess the third thing would be to listen to my clients, um, really be very open to feedback, keep asking for feedback, be it good or bad. And you've got to be able to take the bad on the chin and do real, real inner reflection. Is that actually valid? Is that true? Yeah, do you know what? I probably could have done better that day or mm. yeah, maybe that program wasn't the best and now that client, you know, has maybe hurt their back or something, not that didn't happen, but you know, um, yeah. you've got to be really, um, you've got to be able to take it on the chin um, and you've got to make sure that your clients feel that they can be honest with you and give you honest feedback because otherwise they'll just leave. Yeah. If they can actually, if I can, they feel they can give me that feedback, I respond well to it, they'll stay with me. Um, so that's been been really important. Um, and when I say listen to them, I mean, really get to know your client, get to understand why they're coming to boot camp, what's going on in their life. Um, if at the start of the session you ask are they okay it's not just hey how are you it's like how 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 really are you um how are you feeling today have you slept okay um and then it will come out actually you know do you know what i'm really tired i had a terrible sleep last right okay we're not doing burpees today we're gonna so adapt the session accordingly i have turned mm -hmm. up to pts myself and gone you know oh, i've had a really bad sleep or i've actually got a really bad headache and it's uh, I could tell the trainer didn't listen. It was straight into, right, 20 box <laughs> jumps. And ju I was jumping around and my head was pounding. And I'm thinking, you actually don't care. You don't care that I'm not feeling well. And <laughs> I've still turned up for this session because I still want a workout. But it's got to be within the parameters of yeah. how I'm feeling. So, yeah, just just listening to clients. Yep. Those are great ones. Thanks, Deb.
uh, favorite song or band to work out to? You know what? I chop and change my music so much. Um, I just go to any place, but Pinky's definitely my favorite. When that comes on, we all get um, pumped up. So I, I do put a lot of throwback workout song lists on too. Awesome. Um, yeah, we quite like those. <laughs> okay, and the last question is where would you like to head next with your business or um, yeah i would just just keep growing um two things really i want to keep moving uh onwards with the corporates because um that's been really rewarding and is good value um not just mm-hmm. yeah it's good monetary value as well as um it, it's very fulfilling um and the second thing I've got as a bit of a goal for me is I want to get Pilates qualified. Um, uh, so it's just finding the time to do the training, but I've made the step. I've signed up for the course. Um, so I'm going to start uh, doing that and putting some classes on as well. So just keep growing, keep changing, keep educating myself. Um, yeah. I've thought about taking on staff at this point. I really feel like I can't be bothered I just don't want to have to deal with someone else in my life and their, yeah. their drama because I know what I'm like. I'll be really like wanting to make sure they're okay and uh-huh. and I just don't want to take anyone else on at the moment. Um, so just pretty much going to streamline it and just collaborate with people rather than actually be the boss. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's valid. Yeah. I think, and I've heard that from lots of people who've built businesses and then when they sort of built their next one, they kept their staff to a minimum because they're like, yeah, yeah, they, they did the running the staff thing and it wasn't for them. They wanted a job where they mm. still, so yeah, if you can find a way to balance it where you still, yeah, growing for the sake of growing isn't always the, the best strategy. No, it's, you. it's really hard because my business is obviously my whole world mm. and um it means a lot to me and i'm not very trusting with who i want to <laughs> give that to at this point so yeah. you'll find you'll find the right person that's right i'll wait yeah. for the universe to tell me it's time and that's they'll right. deli- the universe will deliver me someone amazing to join me yeah. until then yeah. i'll just keep going <laughs> awesome. well on that note thank you deb so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and everything you've learned over especially the last couple of years um, with us. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I'm sure those listening do too. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right. Until next time. Hey, it's Kyle again. Thanks so much for listening to the show. My hope is that you'll leave this episode with a new idea or way of looking at things that will help you in your fitness career. If you've enjoyed the show and would like to show your appreciation, a review or thumbs up in your podcast app will help me spread the word. Or if you know another fit pro who'd find this episode helpful, please forward it on to them. You can use the share button on your phone. Many, many thanks for any love or appreciation that you can show everything bootcamp.